I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about blaming yourself for your breakup. Well, one of the things that we tend to do after a breakup is just sit there and go over everything that we did wrong. We try and look at every mistake that we made and think about it and how it's our fault, how the relationship coming to an end was all on us. Well, that's simply just not the reality of the situation. It takes two people to create a relationship. And oftentimes, we both are doing things to push the other person away. Uh, it's very interesting what human beings do. Um, it's almost as if we don't feel like we deserve love. And so oftentimes, if we have a partner that starts to give us love, we could sabotage things. Um, there are a lot of things that we do in our unconscious, and it really stems from how healthy our relationship was to our caregivers. And those uh, injuries that we had with our parents, where they would say these things to us or ingrain certain beliefs into our mind that uh, if we thought a certain way it was wrong, if we felt a certain way it was not okay, uh, maybe they had us suppress our needs or ignore our wants. There are so many things that we did that we don't even remember but ultimately when we did them we were facing the fear of death. If I push my parents away too far, I will die. They will abandon me. I cannot risk this. And so we get into these unconscious patterns that we're not even aware of. And so consciousness is really the key to growing and helping us change. And so, you know, you're oftentimes beating yourself up and blaming yourself for something that was so ingrained into you that breaking that pattern unconsciously brings up a fear of death. So those patterns are constantly playing out and we're almost stuck in a role that we were from our childhood and now we get into that role with our romantic partners and sometimes, in fact a lot of times, we put them in that role and we have them now in the role of our caregivers. So when they hurt us in a particular way where we were hurt before, now we um, are particularly sensitive and we might lash out and lose emotional self-control and do all these things that um, cause us to be fearful and have this annihilation fear that we are going to die if we break this norm or uh, role that we've had for so many years of our early childhood, right? So, 
I know I'm getting kind of deep here, but it's important for you to understand. It's not, I like you, you like me, we like each other, let's be happy together. It's really a lot more complicated than that. Uh, unfortunately, um, we often are attracted to people that will not give us what we need. Just like our caregiver that didn't give us what we needed. We're often attracted to the, the, uh, the, a person that reminds us of the caretaker that gave us the most difficulty. Let that sink in. So, let's just say you had a parent that made you feel uh, bad about not doing well in school. And so anytime you didn't get an A, they made you feel uh, criticized. Okay, so there we go, criticized. So you're going to tend to want to, or uh, unconsciously, be drawn to somebody that would criticize you. And we're trying to, like, correct a part of ourself and, and um, that role that we had with our caregivers. And so we're really trying to repair that. Yeah, I know it's crazy we do this. But these are the things that we do and why we're drawn to the very people that often can't give us what we need. And there's a great therapist that I love who says, um, I only want what I need from someone that can't give it to me. And so you'll find that we are often in the same situation and the thing that we want the most is the thing that our partner can give us the least. Okay? So we're doing all of these things in our unconscious that we've been doing our whole life or most of it and not even aware of it. So you get stuck in those old patterns and depending upon how healthy your relationship is with your caregivers, it could be really, really easy to just unconsciously do those things over and over again, trying to correct it when it's really about an issue that you had with your caregiver. So I got two emails here today. One is uh, a quick one, and then the second one is from somebody that I did, uh, I think, two Skype coachings with, maybe an email coaching as well. Yeah, an email coaching as well. And it's a follow-up to the video, Is Your Ex Confused? But let me get to this first one real quick, who said, Hey, Craig, my name is Kelly. I am 33 years old and cannot thank you enough for all the awesome content you put out. Thank you very much, Kelly. I appreciate that. I look forward to your videos every day. Even though I get so excited to watch, I make sure to watch your ads because I know YouTube won't pay you without it. <laughs> well, thank you, Kelly. Uh, that is true. Um, but, you know, I appreciate that. Um, I'm having a big problem with beating myself up over my recent breakup. Very, very common. I know I did the same thing where I would just scrutinize every tiny little detail looking for answers. I learned about my anxious attachment style through watching your videos, which has changed my life. But I cannot help but feel that all the behavior I did to my boyfriend pushed him away. I was often jealous, angry, and would lash out at him. I would constantly lose emotional self-control over small things. I started so many fights and I realize I made the relationship unsafe. It's hard to face when you know the relationship fell apart and you are to blame. 
Thank you for all your great content. I look forward to talking with you soon. Well, obviously, we all do things to hurt our partners in our relationships. We're human beings. And, you know, a lot of times we hurt somebody completely unintentionally. Um, and we just get so wrapped up in how we're thinking and how we're feeling that we don't realize that they are a separate individual with their own thoughts, wants, needs, and desires. And that's why I'm always trying to help you guys understanding the big picture here, okay? It's not just about getting an ex back because if you really don't make these long-lasting changes and become conscious of these issues and what's going on with you internally, what a relationship needs, what a healthy relationship needs, what a, a, um, a partner needs from you, and how to express your needs to your partner, all these things, you're just going to wind up breaking up with that person maybe two weeks, two months later. It happens a lot. So, I know you're blaming yourself. And I know that you're having a hard time accepting that a lot of this was based on your behavior. And I don't know what his behavior was because you didn't tell me. But, yeah, you did start arguments and fights with him that pushed him away. It sucks. I made mistakes like this. We've all made mistakes like this. The most important thing is that you focus on learning and how you can change this and improve yourself in the future. Because I guarantee if it was the other way around he and you broke it up with him, he would be sitting there blaming himself as well. And so it could be really easy to say, I started this fight over this, I started this fight over that, I did this, I did that. But what about what led you to feeling like that? Okay, when you were feeling anxious and insecure and jealous and lashing out at him, was he flirting with somebody? Was he liking some kind of comment or picture or whatever on social media? Was he um, talking to somebody about somebody you know, or maybe a girl or a guy, whatever your situation? What is it that they did that, you know, you were responding to? For example, let's say your partner had a history of liking pretty girls' photos. Just for example, right? If they did that, and after a hundred times of you not saying anything about how it bothers you, and the hundred and first time you just blow up at them, is that really all your fault? Of course not. Because there were a hundred times before that that led up to that blow up. And so what you got to see is that oftentimes our partner are doing little things, maybe even um, things that our parents would say and do that hurt us. And so we lash out, we lose emotional self-control, and so we cause a big blowout. But there were other things that they were doing. See, there's a lot of things that are going on and playing out very tiny, minute things. And so that's why I'm always trying to just get you to see these little things and share little things with you every day. So you can hopefully start to recognize those patterns, right? So, of course, blaming yourself is not going to get them back either. 
Okay, so you want to get into the right mindset, which is focusing on growing and being the best version of yourself. And of course, that's why I am here and would, you know, happy to talk to you. You know, you said you want to do a Skype with me soon. That's great. We can explore things together and you'll feel so much better talking with me. I know you guys watch my videos all the time and I can promise you, you're going to feel so much better just getting your story out. Just hearing my thoughts on it, it will help you. I promise you. Um, and I love doing that with you guys because every breakup really is so different and every situation is so different that if you saw my end of things, you would be like, wow, it really is. There, there's no similarities. I mean, I mean, obviously there can be patterns, but I really do see little particular things that might pop up in one person's life that isn't affected by all these other people, but then somebody else will come along another month later and they have a similar problem. So it's really great um, seeing how different situations can be and always trying to take that little bit of information. Remember it, and you guys will know, anybody that's ever done a Skype with me, and you can leave a comment, right? Leave a comment and tell them, if you've done more than one Skype with me, there's a good chance I remembered your situation. So you vouch for me in the comments, guys, because you know how good I am. I don't even know how I do it, to be honest with you. But, um, uh, so, sorry, I got off track a little bit. But, um, I got a good email here. This is a follow-up to, is your ex confused? So you might want to go watch that video after this and see, you could see how it's starting to play out a little bit. This is from a lesbian couple that was in their late 40s. Well, one was in the late 40s and the other one was a little bit younger. And they dated for four years, okay? And so we did a Skype together about three weeks ago. And so I guess she needed to talk to me about what's been going on. I know she's been having a really hard time with her breakup. So that's why I decided to do a video on her situation today. So um, you'll see this information again when you watch... Uh, the other video, but I'm just going to bring it up here for you guys to understand. So the mom worked two jobs, uh, the mom of her girlfriend. We're going to call the woman who's writing this email is Betty. Okay, that's what I called her in the first video. And so the woman who's writing is Betty, and we'll just call the ex the ex again, okay? So I called her that in the first video, so she's just ex again. She hasn't done enough to get a name by me this time. Okay? <laughs> All right, so... She said uh, the ex's mom worked two jobs, was controlling, and had bulimia, and had an avoidant personality. The older sister is also bulimic. So we've got some major mental health going on already on the, gr the girlfriend's side of the family. Think about that. Bulimia, avoidant personalities, um, a lot going on already. Dad and the ex were close. Her dad died of organ failure due to an ongoing congenital heart failure in 2013. She says she was in a loving family that took trips, took trips together, but the parents were rarely home. Interesting. So, oftentimes we can hear things like, oh yeah, my family was great, or yeah, I had a great relationship with my parents, and then you start to dig a little bit deeper and it's not really that good at all. She said, I did not respect her family obligations and her mother needing her, that I only loved one side of her. 
She said she wasn't excited about us anymore due to the long distance, which I fixed too late earlier this year. Okay, so we're looking at a situation here where her ex had lost her father and so now had almost this irrational fear that her mom and her sibling were going to die. So to overcompensate for that, she starts spending all this additional time with mom and sister, neglecting Betty. And you can imagine that it's not going to feel too good if all of a sudden you're in a long-term relationship and your girlfriend is now neglecting you and spending all their time with her mother and sister. I handled the breakup okay, I guess, since we kept talking and she never once said, we're breaking up. She just said one day during a little argument about her mom again, and this is why we're not together. It was news to me. So look at how poorly her ex handles her communication. Apparently, they were in a breakup Betty didn't even know. So you're blaming yourself, Betty, but is it really all your fault when you've got a partner who is broken up with you and you weren't even aware of it? Because that's kind of a big deal. Our commitment to each other is over. Oh, well, that's news to me. Didn't we enter this together? Or, and now you're just telling me we're not together any longer? Okay. If you take a look at the big picture and you see what's going on, it just gives you a clearer picture that there's probably a lot less uh, blame on Betty than she realizes if you have a partner that's doing stuff like this. Okay. She said, I did not respect her family obligations and her mother needing her. That I was disrespecting time she wanted to spend with others. Well, as you may have heard me talk about in other videos, with uh, individuating from parents and separating from parents, uh, if that doesn't go well, you're going to have a lot of trouble. You're going to have in-laws at your house 24-7, or they're always going to be in your business, even if they're on the other side of the world. And that is not going to be healthy for you guys. On early November was the last time she came and found me and told me that we can't meet up and we shouldn't talk. Now, before this, her ex kept showing up and calling her, contacting her. She would uh, find Betty at the beach walking the dog and just bump into her. She was doing all kinds of stuff. I'm guessing she did this because she can't proceed with this new person of interest without eliminating me completely. Possibly. It has been no contact on both ends. No holiday reach out from her and none from me. Although I bet she thought I would for sure. Yeah, well, if you've always reached out like that, then she probably was thinking, how come she didn't reach out? I didn't hear from her. I bet she thought of that. Okay. I'm angry because I was trying to keep my emotions in check that day. So I didn't say what I should have, but now I'm mad at myself for not asking the following. Why did you come find me at the beach a month ago when I didn't answer my phone? 
Why were things progressing with meetups even after she told me she was interested in someone in September? Then she cut me off completely now. Why were you so loving and sweet two weeks prior and now cold? Why are you trying to convince yourself to be with me by pulling stuff out of your butt from years ago? Why stop contacting me if you're still attached? She said she would get attached if we don't stop talking. And why tell me you need time? What the hell for? If you're trying to get over me, maybe you shouldn't be over me. So she's starting to feel a lot of anger and resentment. And sometimes anger can be really healthy. She's sitting here blaming herself for not saying these things, angry at herself for not saying these things. But, you know, if you're really wanting her back in your life, um, and we know that you do, and I know that you still do, all of these things probably would have just made the situation worse, right? I haven't seen her. We haven't so uh, spoken. I'm not on social media. It's like she's disappeared. I swear, she has narcissistic personality tendencies. Maybe not to the extreme, but there is something off about her personality. I want to write a handwritten letter. LOL, just kidding, coach. I just don't think it's cool that I'm here pissed off and she gets to go off and play the victim again and blame everything. Well, you're right. It's not fair. It's not fair. And when you're on this end of the breakup where you've been broken up with, it really sucks. And it's not fair because that other person is not going through the same level of turmoil, the same level of anger, hurt, fear, um, anxiety. They're not going through those things. Pain, we feel physical pain, all the symptoms we're having, loss of sleep, cold sweats, diarrhea, you name it. Um, they're not going through that, and it's not fair. And it does make you angry, and you know what? Let it make you angry. It's okay to be angry sometimes. It can help you separate from a situation like this. I just don't understand how she'd want to start something new with someone and put all that trust in someone when she doesn't trust because she fears I will never change. I don't... Oh, meaning that she will never change? Okay. Then to throw away a 19-year history for the potential of some new person who I'm sure will have their own bag of tricks. Will she get that lucky that this person will be her true love? Oh, that is so terrifying, isn't it? When you're seeing your ex dating somebody new, and you're like, oh my God, they are going to marry this person. That's what we are terrified over. And um, more often than not, it falls apart in a few months. Um, but it is absolutely terrifying. I thought it. I have to be honest, uh, I've thought it several times with people that I've broken up with, that, that the next person they dated, they were going to get married, that was it, we were done. And uh, didn't happen in either of those cases. I don't know if she will ever come around again. You mentioned six months in our Skype, but I'm scared she'll move in with this girl and live happily ever after. Or she'll have too much pride to reach out again. Well, I don't think either of those are going to happen, to be honest with you. 
Uh, I definitely don't think she's going to wind up happily ever after with this new girl because she's got a lot of emotional problems and a lot of issues and I know it's hard to realize it but if she has those issues with you she's gonna have them with other people and will she have too much pride to reach out again not this girl I don't think so at all honestly the way this girl comes stalking you and came at you fast and furious when you initially met and started dating I wouldn't doubt that the second she missed you and really wanted to reach out that she did it. Uh, she says, I miss our little dog too. Thanks so much, Coach. You're my lifesaver. You can use in a video if you like. Well, I did. So, um, I definitely think that this girl is going to reach out to you. And I think it's just a matter of time. I know you doubt that. But with a girl like this, and when I talk to you about your situation in the Skypes, I just think this girl will come back around again, and I think that there's very little chance that she's going to um, last with this new girl that she's supposedly talking to, because we don't even know what's really going on there. But the most important thing is that you continue to work on yourself. Um, look at what you want to create if she does come back again. How are you going to handle her? Because she's a difficult difficult person and you know there's going to be a lot of reality distortions a lot of blaming a lot of her bringing up the past to control the present how are you going to handle her it's not going to be easy she's going to be a real challenge because um, she's not going to take this time to work on herself and be emotionally healthy and I think we both know that so if you want to get my help personally just go to my website askcraig.net Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coachings. I do Skype coachings. And if you got to get with me right away, I do offer the after hours emergency Skype. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon.